episode 21. Get out of here, Satan. What up, everybody? Another special guest tonight. OG Pastor Ralph in the house. Yes, sir. Back again. The legend himself, you know what I mean? We got Chris here, too. Yes, sir. Chris going strong. Very proud of him. <laughs> Always going strong. We all going strong. We trying. We fighting. Fighting demons. Spiritual warfare is real, you know what I'm saying? But... That's why I say get out of here, Satan, because this is the Holy Spirit time. So let's pray. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit in and open up our hearts. So close your eyes, bow your head. Dear God, we just love you. We praise you. And we thank you, God. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to just be in your presence, God, to speak on your holy name, God. Lord, I pray that tonight we would acknowledge your power, Lord. We would acknowledge that you are power, that you have set us free. You have made us new, Lord, that, that the blood of Jesus Christ has, has washed our slate clean, God. No longer are we defined by our mistakes or defined by the, the troubles of today, yesterday, or tomorrow, God. We're defined by you once we accept you, God. So I pray that this message, Lord, would help people to accept you, to open up their minds and their hearts to you, God, and just do our best, Lord, to just live out your purpose and your calling that you have for us in this life, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We praise you and we thank you. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. All right. So last week we had a real convicting message you know we hit a lot of points touched a lot of bases you know and if you didn't listen to it definitely go back one episode tune in it was super fire you know start the new year off right but um tonight we just want to dive a little bit deeper into some of the the topics we touched last week and something that was you know kind of on my heart as I listened back to that episode was when me and Chris were talking about you know you can't force nobody to Jesus you know like that's something that that is in God's will it's in his timing and he has the person in in his hands you know so if you have that person in your life you know and and you've received Jesus and you really want them to receive that glory you know to receive that that love and that peace and that joy that you have found but it seems like you know I mean no matter what you do no matter how much love you show no matter no matter how many prayers you pray or just uplifting words you give, they're they're just, you know, kind of hesitant to really walk through that door. You know, this is, our goal for tonight is to bring some clarity and bring some peace to you, knowing that in those seasons, in those times of waiting, we're called to be patient and we're called to still humbly serve the Lord, you know, because it's His plan, it's His will that's going to be done. Not always ours. We don't, we don't, we aren't always going to understand, we're really never going to understand it. A lot of times we won't even like it, but when our faith is there, when our heart is in the right place, we're going to be pleased because it's God's good and perfect will being done in our life and also those around us, you know? So if you have that person, just keep praying for them. Even if you are that person, maybe you're kind of like one foot in, one foot out on the whole God, Jesus, Holy Spirit thing. Like, hopefully you know that there are people in your life praying for you. Hopefully you know that that God just wants you to full heartedly with both feet step through that door. You know, he's knocking at your door. That's that's what they say a lot. You know, like some moments, some points in your day or in your life, you know, you feel like this presence that's like God's trying to get a hold of you. But you may be denying it. You may be afraid. You may be running from it, you know, for whatever reason, you know, maybe you think you're not good enough or maybe just not right now. Maybe I'll step into God's doors a little bit later, but really it's like who are we to say we we're gonna have that chance so tonight we just really want to want to push you know the 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 hope the hope that we've received that that when you really do step into that doorway when you step into the light of Jesus you know I mean your life and those around you will change forever and so just tonight you know as you're listening keep an open mind and open heart and I'm gonna let Ralph go ahead and uh, hop off the porch yo that's crazy now, uh, 
just a touch base, not touch base, but like what you were saying last week, like you might have that one person, like you can't, you can't push them to Jesus, right? But you can love them, right? You can't love them to Christ. A lot of times though, if it's a family member, family's the hardest people to give that unconditional love to, right? Because they've seen us in every stage. So because they've seen us in every stage of our lives, they've seen us when we were down, they've seen us when we were up, they see what God is doing in our life. We don't have to tell them what God is doing in our lives. They see it. A lot of times it'll bring that curiosity. But if we are constantly like trying to push and it's, I won't say push, but like, you know how you, when we were kids, when we wanted something, we would, we would act completely different to our parents to get the the thing that we wanted. And, you know, it is like, Hey, we want all our family, like, we want all the people that we genuinely love to have the opportunity to to live life eternally like in heaven. Right. We want that the opportunity. We want them to be able to experience the joy of the Lord. And like you said, like even if you're listening right now, like whether you know it or not, like you have somebody that that is praying for you to experience the joy of the Lord, the Lord, like the reason why. You can't be too tough or you can't, I won't say too tough, but you can't be like force. The issue is because you're essentially will be pushing them away from Christ. Right. Like when you think about when Jesus was walking around, when, when Jesus was, was with the disciples, like his, his communication with others, it was all out of love. It wasn't like the people that, that he, that he gave his attention to the people that he showed that unconditional love to like he genuinely was giving us the example of how we should treat those that we want to be to build that relationship with him like we want them to be like yeah i want you to have that relationship with christ but i can't force you to have that relationship with christ like my grandmother and i always use my grandmother's like I can't get to heaven off my grandmother's faith. But at the end of the day, my grandmother can't save me. The only person, the only only one that can save me is Jesus. Right? So that's the only way to heaven. Like Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So like in that case is like we pray for the Holy Spirit to guide us. Pray for the Holy Spirit to touch our hearts. We pray for these things so that way when that meeting comes or that time comes, it's like, Hey God, I'm going to give this to you. Like, I'm not going to give, I can't force that. I can't force the next person for their salvation. But what I can do is ask God to equip me in the moment to, if anything, just plant the seed, planting that seed, the next person. And I pray that God sends the next person to water it. Right. But if we expect to plant the seed today and for a tree to bloom tomorrow, like then we're doing a disservice not just to um to those that we love but we're doing a disservice to the mission that God has us on right the purpose and the plans that he has us for so i mean there's a lot of different things i feel like i can go in on when it comes down to this but like ultimately like when you love somebody and you want them to have that relationship with with Christ it's like i'm going to love you unconditionally whether you accept what i'm saying or not i'm still going to love you doesn't mean we're always going to agree 
and that's cool but i'm gonna love you like i might not agree with what you're doing but i love you so because i love you i'm gonna give you that grace and next time i'm still gonna do any and everything that i can but without necessarily like shoving it down their throat you know what i mean no for sure this is a this is a, f a fire little topic piece um i've definitely talked about it on here before but i i got uh family members and uh friends who you know don't believe in don't believe in christ you know and uh i don't know just how we was talking about it like uh, a few weeks ago about like uh what the alternative of uh right not being saved looks like you know and how uh I don't know how how terrible that's going to be and um I don't know I'll even say like there's been people that I've strongly disliked or hated and uh I still wouldn't want that for them you know as far as what can happen if they don't get it you know it's like there's no one that I had that has ever wronged me that I can't understand that I would do this, that I could possibly do the same thing that they did to me and feel that they truly deserve worse than what I deserve because I'm holier than thou right like i i can even look at people who i don't like and be like dang hopefully they too can get can get saved um but yeah honestly as far as like i don't know trying to get these people saved for me it's been like i don't know it's like a lot of people will be like you know you need to talk talk to people about uh i don't know i had this this like 80 year old man he took me through this entire like little booklet thing of you know evangelizing talking to people about christ you know, I think that for sure to a certain degree, right, I think everyone has heard about Christ, but not everyone actually knows about it, right? Like, I know for me, like, I assumed a lot of people just kind of knew what that meant, right? And he kind of just taught us about how to quickly summarize in about five to ten minutes, you know, Jesus to where you could evangelize to somebody, right? Because a lot of people know about Jesus, but don't really know Jesus. And, um, but I honestly for the people that are in my life it's like they know jesus they know about him right like it's the whole nine and and uh they still kind of choose not to you know choose that life you know and and for me it's just got to a point where it's you know definitely prayer but it's just i think my own walk right can can sh god performing miracles through me can glorify christ you know and that's kind of what i what i've broken it down to is like how I behave and how I act is like the best way I think for, for something to happen for them to where they might actually truly believe, you know, um, I talked a lot about on here about a lot of the different ways that, that God is, uh, safe currently, dude, that's sick. It's currently right now, like Monday, like, uh, it has nothing to do with new year's either. Like I, I was out on Sunday night, uh, me and Wally recorded our, our podcast on Sunday night and, uh, I haven't had any nicotine bro for five days. And I can promise you that that is a hundred percent because God has just like really been carrying me through this past five days. And even if I were to fail in like a week, dude, like still the fact that I got five days is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know that anyone really understands that. If you, if you be sessioned to vape constantly, dude, like you definitely understand, especially if you smoke stogies. Oh man, you definitely get it, you know, but it's like, uh, but then it's like, f to my point that I'm trying to make is like, that's a perfect seed planter. You know, I don't even have to actually say anything is I can just say like, if people do ask me about it, I can say, well, you know, my God's pretty, pretty powerful, right? It's like, I can just point to God and say like, this is what he's doing through me. You know, like this is the type of stuff that he can do. 
to where that they can have some kind of a belief um, to where that they can be saved as well. You know, it's, it's not a, I don't think it's a hundred percent about what I say all the time that sometimes it's just about what I'm doing, you know, where my feet are moving. Dude, I'm sweaty. Sweaty guy. The mic is dumb hot, bro. (laughs) You good? (laughs) That boy's stressing. No, that, that's cool that, yeah, that's cool that he brought that up, you know, cause, um, it just kind of took my brain to like you know we gotta we gotta be witnesses we gotta be witnesses to god's miracles and the way he's moving in our life you know because that could be the the biggest push to get someone to actually dive in because it's like yeah that what christian said that might mean nothing to you you know what i'm saying but that's because it's not your battle it's not your area you know what i mean but for someone that's in that struggle or in that season you know where that that feels like their vice the way that you know, they're, they're kind of being held down. It's kind of holding them back. It's like, dang, if you know Chris and you hear that, you're like, yes, sir. That's that's nuts. You know what I mean? But, bro, it's just it's so important that whatever we're walking through, you know, whenever we are kind of overcoming things and all glory to God, all all praise to Jesus, you know, because there's a lot of things we're going to face in this lifetime that we cannot take on. You know what I'm saying? We can't overcome these these things on our own. This is something that only God can do through us. You know, like like um God will do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. You know? And that that applies to pretty much like every area of sin, of of, of the living in the world, of of just being human. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, bro, we're constantly being fed all this nonsense, you know, and, and it, it can be overwhelming, you know, sometimes it feels like we're being weighed down, like we're just drowning in the ways of this world, but it's like, we can't try to take that on, we can't try to to put all this weight on our shoulders, you know what I'm saying, we're not strong enough for that, but you know who is? God, God's going to carry us through those things, you know, and if we, if we leave that baggage, if we leave that weight at his feet, you know, he's going to take care of it, he's made this promise that, you know, we, we bring these things to him, and he's going to, he's going to handle it how he sees fit, you know, so, whenever we're in those areas and we're struggling, you know, like it's so important to be open about it. It's so important as a a follower of Christ, you know, to, to share your struggles with people that may not be believers, you know, because it's like, if we're just over here pushing these, these perfect Christians, like it's going to, it's going to scare some people away because they're going to feel judged and condemned, you know, and that's not our job at all. We're like Ralph was talking about, we're, we're called to love them. You know what I'm saying? We're not called to look down on them or think we're better than anybody. You know, like, literally, if, if that was the case, bro, we would all be shot. Jesus would have been, he would have came to earth, bro, and gone straight to the Pharisees because they were, they were self-righteous. You know what I'm saying? But instead, he went straight to the Gentiles. He went to the sinners. He went to the prostitutes, the 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 thieves, you know what I'm saying, the murderers. Look at Paul, bro. We talk about Paul all the time. He was slaughtering Christians. But God had a clear calling and a purpose on his life, you know what I'm saying? And through the obedience, you know what I'm saying, Paul was able to do an insane amount of work for the kingdom, you know what I mean? But it's important, you know, like, to just to just really forget all, you know what I'm saying, forget all that, that mission stuff like we were talking about and just love God, to really just love God because when we love God, then through that love, he's going to open our hearts to be able to love people where they're at. You know, I was watching this little thing on, on Instagram and it was just a quick little clip. You know what I'm saying? It was with that boy Theo Vaughn. And if you know Theo Vaughn, he's a straight comedian, bro. Like he just says the craziest stuff, but he is very open about his faith. You know, like he, he will stand on his faith and he don't, he don't care what room he's in, 
who's in the podcast with him, you know, he'll he'll talk about God, no problem, you know, because God has done for him what he couldn't do for himself. You know, that boy be battling cocaine. If you ever dug cocaine, whew, you know, you know that struggle, you know what I'm saying? And so just this, this week I saw a clip, a clip of one of his uh, interviews, and it was with Sean Strickland. I think that's his name. He's like an MMA fighter, UFC fighter or something. And I guess they got deep and started talking about some trauma or something. And, like, the dude started crying. And this is a big dude, bro. Like, he, he bro, he's different. He's a straight beast. But he starts crying, right? And Theo literally, like, started tearing up and was like, it's, it's okay, dude. You don't, We don't got to talk about it. We could just, I'll just sit here with you for a minute. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that is purely the love of God. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is literally the Holy Spirit pouring out of Theo into this dude's heart. You know, because the dude was saying, like, yeah, I stopped believing in God. Like, he was talking. I didn't listen to the full thing. But the dude was basically saying, like, the trauma he had faced made him turn away from God. Like, he he stopped believing in God at this point. But then, through the way Theo Vaughn, you know, was, was there for him and showed compassion and love and all of these fruits of the Spirit who knows that could have been a real turning point in this dude's life you know what i'm saying because as a, a ufc fighter you know what i'm saying someone who's who's paid millions of dollars to just beat people down you know what i'm saying just just be a, a straight up savage to sit here and cry you know what i'm saying on a video that that the whole world's gonna see you know what i mean because theo vaughn dumb famous this dude sean strickland dumb famous you know what i'm saying so it's like that vulnerability opened do a doorway for the Holy Spirit to come in and touch the hearts of so many people. Cause then I go in the comments and I'm expecting some craziness to be in there. You know, like people be like, Oh, he's soft. He's a punk. Like, like, Oh, what's this grown man doing crying? But no, the comments were literally all like, praise God. You know what I'm saying? Like saying like Theo Vaughn, like shout out to you, bro. Real, real props to you for, for walking in, in that light. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could see the way God had touched Theo's heart because not one moment did, did he condemn him did he judge him he just loved him he just sat there with him you know he just he just comforted him with 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 the love of Jesus you know what I'm saying that's what we're called to do you know we're going to come across so many people that are in a tough place and we could try to offer them all these options and, and solutions and routes they could take to better themselves or to get out the, the mess they're in but it's really like we just got to love them we just got to love them while they're in that that mess while they're in that that hard season and by the continuous love we show it's not it's not anything about us it's not like oh wow that dude's it's not like the person would be like dang that dude is really good at, at loving people that are down bad it's just literally it's going to be like Dang, God must have really touched their heart if week after week, day after day, I can hit this dude up and say how down bad how down bad I am, and he still just continues to show up and love me, encourage me, you know what I'm saying? Or sometimes say nothing, just be there with me, you know? And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Like for me in times when I'm struggling, whatever's going on, you know, the stresses of this world, the struggles with sin, sometimes like I don't really want to talk to anybody you know what i'm saying i want to just literally sit in the presence of god i just want to have that holy spirit moment you know what i'm saying where i just feel god he's right there with me and and that comfort bro is like nothing i've ever known because i was always the person to go complain about it get drunk about it smoke some gas about it you know what i'm saying do whatever i could to to push away the problem numb the problem get it out get it out of the picture but now it's like 
today through the power of Jesus, like I'm able to sit in in the craziness of this life. You know what I'm saying? I'm able to sit in it and not alone, bro. I, I can literally feel God putting his right hand on me, you know, comforting me. And that's that's what it says, bro, in, in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I think it. I just started Revelations today and it was like when when John was in the John basically was in this crazy island and, and he experienced Jesus and it said Jesus came and put his right hand on him. You know, and it filled John with this this peace, you know what I'm saying, like greater than he'd ever felt anything he'd ever experienced, you know what I'm saying? And that's truly what God wants to do for us when we're in the middle of that that nonsense, you know what I'm saying? He wants to come and just comfort us. He wants to to ease our pain, you know what I'm saying? We are his kids. He doesn't want to see us hurting at all times, you know what I'm saying? Sure we're called to suffer at certain points, but he also wants wants us to run to him in those times, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't want us to just praise him when we find $100 on the ground. He wants us to to praise him in those times, you know, when we're broken, we're alone and we're hurting, you know what I'm saying? But he wants us to have the faith to to rely on him, to lean on him in those times, you know what I'm saying? So until a person is ready to get to that point where they can fully surrender to God and they can really realize like they're never alone, we got to be that bridge, you know what I'm saying? That's what we were talking about last week. Um like we got to be that that little that little just uh step you know what i'm saying the, the little stepping stool it takes for them to get to jesus you know what i mean that's what we're called to as his his faithful and humble servants you know it's the times when we are most of service is when it's inconvenient to us you know you could be having a great day you'd be feeling great and then someone comes across you and and they're just like miserable and you're like dang bro i was having such a good day i don't really want to deal with this nonsense right now but it's like no we're called to be there for them you know we're called to to comfort them and, and to to offer them a little bit of hope the light that we've received through jesus nah that's fire because before i even get into what i was about to get into like i think that's i just had that conversation the other day with somebody like a lot of times that detour that we take it's important, but it's not important for us. Like that detour was placed there because there's a there's a divine assignment where God has us having a conversation with somebody or even waving at somebody or, you know, just the most randomest thing. Like I remember and and then on the back end of that, our obedience. Like our obedience today is is what can be the root to somebody else's yes or not the root but you get what i'm saying like that could be that could help somebody get to that yes is like that obedience when god is like hey i need you to go over there and talk to that random person or tell that person that i love them and then you go to the person you tell them you you, you know god loves you and next thing you know they start crying and yeah you might have to go be somewhere in 10 or 15 minutes but i guarantee you if you just take the time to console them because like you said like they're they're crying console them don't just leave them crying hug them spend that time as a matter of fact you don't even got to talk because if you embrace them in that moment with that love of christ they're going to experience that and then they're going to start it's like open open season they're going to start telling you everything they're going to tell you so much about their story and all you can do is thank God in that moment. Like, nah, thank, thank you, God, for allowing me to have this opportunity to be here and witness this. Right. And remember, like our testimony, the things that we're going through, the things that we've gone through, like we all have things that we know, like, yo, looking back on it, bro, I don't even know if 
if I deserve God's love, but God still gave it to me, right? God still gave me that grace. On the back end of that, like, and I always say this, like, I remember when I was younger, like, my whole thing is everybody that told me that they loved me hurt me. So my my slogan was, I don't believe in love because when you're the only one, well, love is like the game of tennis because when you're the only one in love, you lose, right? Like, that was my thing. Like, that was my slogan, like, at a very, very, very young age. And that was my didn't matter what anybody said and there's so many people that was like well why don't you believe in love well i'm gonna make you believe in love it's like no like you can't do that because love has been so the world has perverted love so much that we only know love one way right but what the word says is and that's where like in first john like when he talks about love it's like when you when we get to the point understand that god is love it's impossible to say that we love God, but do not love our brother and our sister. Because we've seen our brother and our sister and we've never seen God. So so if somebody hasn't experienced love, that means they just haven't had the opportunity to experience the love of Christ. So how can we not? How can we? Our duty in that sense is like how our job is to go out and spread the love of Christ be that example of what the love of Christ looks like. There might be somebody who their whole life has been stereotyped because the decisions that they made, but the decisions that they made are been out of survival. It's been out of, they were either depressed. This is all they know. This is all they grew up in. They grew up in this environment. The world will tell you, you need X, Y, and Z. And while you're chasing X, Y, and Z, you're picking up anxiety, you're picking up depression, you're picking up all these other things. And then it's a cycle, it's a vicious cycle. And all of that, because we're all chasing after something. And that's something that we're chasing after is a void called love. And that love is is genuinely, we're just chasing after God. Our spirit is literally yearning for that connection with, with Christ. So like, I'll read First um, John four seven, and then I'm gonna um, go towards the end of that because it goes, dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This love, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. Like, and I, I go back and I think about like when I was younger, like I said, I said, love is like a t- the game of tennis because when you're the only one in, in love, you lose. So the whole time for years, I that is it's no coincidence that I didn't really know who God was. It's no coincidence that because I didn't know who who God was, I was chasing everything of the world. I was, of course, I wanted to be a rapper, so I was doing the rapper thing. I was living a rapper lifestyle. I was also an athlete, so I was living an athlete lifestyle. Like, I was doing these things and still not knowing God. But in hindsight, like, because God started showing me about love, God put in my heart unconditional love one year. And I was like, what do you mean unconditional love? He's like, you know, I don't, there's, I, for the longest time, I've, I wouldn't even tell you I love you, right? I wouldn't tell family, I wouldn't tell nobody I love you. And now you hear, like, how often do you not hear me say 
you know, tell people like I just rent like you buy people is like I love you. Like at the end of the day, tomorrow's in promise. And even if I say I love you, you know that it's genuine because I don't want anything from you. What I do want from you, per se, is for you to have the opportunity to experience the love of Christ. So while I'm here, let me be that example. Let me be that vessel. But at the same time, I'm not forcing you to it, but I'm going to be as real as it is. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve God's love, but God's given it to me. And because of that, I'm able to give you the unconditional love that you deserve because we all deserve it, whether we think it or not. And the hardest part is we have to get to that point of forgiving ourselves and be able to forgive others because people have done some real messed up things to us, whether we know it or not. The world constantly scars us. It scars each and every single one of us. So, you know, like I said, when it comes down to loving and loving unconditionally, like we got to get to that point of understanding that we're not loving in our own strength. We're loving through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has given us strength to love every day. The Holy Spirit has given us that that the strength and that boldness to be courageous to that next person and put our arms around them and say, you know what? Jesus loves you. Like Jesus thinks the world of you and Jesus wants a relationship with you. But he's not going to force you. He loves you so much that he's going to, that he's giving you the opportunity to, to choose him, but he's not going to force you to choose him. And that's real because that's the hardest thing is to love somebody that doesn't love you back. And the world is filled with a lot of people that God loves and doesn't love God back. So how can we be that example to say, you know what, even though you don't love God in this moment, he still loves you. That's why he put me here in this moment with you. And guess what? My number, here's my number. I'm going to still pray for you. If you need anything, reach out to me. And if I don't have it, I know somebody that might have it because there's so many people that's praying for you right now that loves you. Like, cause we're not superheroes. Like we can't save people. We could just be the vessel to help people get closer to Christ, but it's not our, like, that's our job to be fishers of men. But guess what? Every time you cast that, that, that line out, that doesn't mean fish are always going to be biting. So we got to be patient in those moments. Right. Cause it's not stats. Like, do you got your Christians, your Christian, uh, your Christian sports card? What does it look like? What's your stats? Um, dude, that's <laughs> you let you let twenty people you let twenty people yesterday to baptism, right? It would be, but at the same time, then then what are we doing it for? Then what are we doing it for? Right? Like, oh, I just want to be the 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 goat Christian of all time. Like, nah, because. It's not about that. Like, if we genuinely love something, we genuinely love God. Like, at the end of the day, we just want other people to experience the love. You know, so we can't get much out of it. Bro, I just, like, I'm thinking so much now about, like, announcers, bro. Like, now announcing, <laughs> like, a million saved. That'd be nuts. Yeah. Because it's just, it's right. solid though. All right. So the wildest part is that we do have those, basically they're like Christian Stephen A's. Like they'll take a service and then they'll be like, well, 
and they're they're breaking it down to the point where it's like no like that's it's crazy it baffles my mind that's also a pet peeve of mine that there's people that do that because it's like you're taking this one clip and you're saying that this one clip means this this and this and it's like yo if that message came from the holy spirit right were you in the room when christ was given when when the holy spirit was giving him that when given that pastor that preacher that message so how do you know the context in which god is trying to have that message preached over to you like at the end of the day like and i know this is nothing and this is definitely off topic to what we were saying but like most messages at churches are for the babies right so they can drink the milk the more we get spiritually mature it's our duty to do the work it's our duty to get into the word it's our duty to start cooking so that way we can truly get the meats and potatoes and the true nutrients so yes our job at church at some point is to it definitely is to serve right but sometimes it, it's not our duty to break down somebody's message to the point where we're overly critiquing their relationship with Christ you know what I mean That Francis, bro, you need to listen to that Francis. No, bro, I'm, bro, like, on a real note, like, I'm so bad at that because, like, I listen to a lot of preachers. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's why we need three mics, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is great evidence for it, dude. Only one mic is crazy. We have a whole conversation right now, but I don't know. It's getting way off topic. But, nah, bro, that's real because, like, it's the preachers with, like, three million followers on Instagram, bro, where I'm like, dude, what are you, like... But Wally sent me a thing, bro, and it's like, you remember... He told me, like, even if it's, like, out of a prideful place, it's, like, uh, still they're, like, or it's, oh, yeah. oh, you know what I'm saying? No matter, no matter if, if the gospel's preached. I think it, is it Philippians? Is it? Okay, maybe it's Philippians, but it's, like, like, no matter where the, what the purpose is behind the person pre- preaching the message, as long as they're speaking the name of Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Like, like. That's going to be spread. You know what I'm saying? The gospel is still being advanced. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's not our job to to look at, like, why the person is giving the message because there's going to be somebody that's going to receive it. You know what I'm saying? It is prideful for us to look at a message and be like, that was trash, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're just doing it for fame or doing it for clout. They don't really love Jesus. Like, we're so focused on them. We missed, you know, 30 minutes to an hour of someone giving us the the food you know what i'm saying the spiritual food that we need to grow closer to god you know what i mean because i'm we, me and chris do that all the time because we've got locked in with francis chan shout out francis chan he's, so he's just so Everything but even that bro even us just saying he's so elite like in my in, in all honesty bro he is so elite like he's next level if there's one man i could like other than jesus you know what i'm saying if there's one man i could like like really mimic in my walk of faith it would be francis chan Cause you like, there's, he's like, bro, literally like he's modern Paul, bro. Like he's really living that life. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. Ralph found the verse. So let me, let me read it real quick. So I'm not just saying nonsense. All right. So it's Philippians one verse 15. It says, it is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former 
preach Christ out of self-ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But, but what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. So Paul is literally in prison writing this, you know what I'm saying? Because he's really, like, he's, bro, he's really, he's, he's really speaking that truth, you know what I'm saying? But then there's people who see the way Paul has, like, there's people, like, flocking to Paul, you know what I'm saying? Like, whenever he, he's free, whenever he's out in the world and he's speaking Jesus, you know what I'm saying? When he's giving a message, giving a sermon, like, people surround him, you know what I'm saying? People want to listen because they feel that Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit pulls them to listen, you know what I'm saying? So then there's other people who see that and they may get jealous, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, dang, I want people to look at me. I want people to see me as like, you know what I'm saying, this big godly man, this this perfect man. So then they start, they do their little research, you know what I'm saying? They open up the Bible and they come up with a little 30-minute message they could give to people, you know what I'm saying? And then wherever their heart is at, basically what it's saying is not what's important. It's, it's the fact that, that the name of Jesus is being spoken, you know what I'm saying? Because whatever that pastor is saying, if their heart's not in the right place, you know what I'm saying? That's between them and God. That's not for us to determine. That's us trying to play God. You know what I mean? So what we need to do is just, you know what I'm saying? Sit back, be humble and listen. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Cause even though that message may not hit home with us, there, there is somebody that's going to hear that and it's going to open their heart up to Jesus. You know, like a lot of time, just for example, like in the beginning of my faith walk, like, Mike Todd, which is a huge, like, crazy big, like, crazy big pastor, bro, like, on some crazy stuff, dog, like, he's got, like, a billion-dollar mansion, and, like, you know what I'm saying, he'd be courtside at the Lakers games, the Warriors games, he'd be wearing straight Gucci down on the stage, big old Cuban <laughs> link, you know what I'm saying, and a lot of people could look at him and be like, bro, he's just false claim of Jesus, you know what I'm saying, he's just in it for the fame or the money or the glory or whatever the case may be, but that doesn't matter because, you know what? he got me at least he got me locked in at least you know what i'm saying so even if it's just one person that that pastor gets no matter their motive he got me to want to dive deeper into my relationship with jesus because if i never would have listened to mike todd i never would have found francis chan you know what i'm saying so it's like like ralph was saying a lot of these messages we'll listen to they are the milk you know what i'm saying they're just the beginning it's like spiritual kindergarten you know what i'm saying and then once we do the work, you know what I'm saying, we dive into the word, we get that relationship going with Jesus, then we'll seek out, you know what I'm saying, wiser counsel. And not not to say that Francis Chan and Mike Todd aren't both, like, amazing God-fearing men, you know what I'm saying? It's just, like, there was a season where Mike Todd did it for me, and, you know, he had me feeling connected, he had me feeling the Holy Spirit, and he had me wanting to seek God more. But today, the conviction I hear when I listen to Francis Chan is so is so much deeper you know what i'm saying like it's it makes me want to be a better man of god it makes me want to really walk how jesus walked on this earth you know what i'm saying because i hear the conviction in his voice i hear his heart he truly it's like it's not even him talking it's like the whole like he just literally opens up his his body to be used as a vessel and the holy spirit flows through him and pours out into other people you know what i'm saying and really like we can't even judge bro because like half the time we're on here we'd be talking about straight like craziness you know what i'm saying so it's like we're trying to really just get that crazy person that's on the fence you know what i'm saying to like you 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 start you start bro you start here bro you start start with a little here you go you start with a little 79 cent salvation you might go to a mike todd and then eventually the goal is to get you to 
you know, Mike Todd, then Jerry Flowers. And then you get to Francis Chan, and then before you know it, you listen to John Piper. You know what I'm saying? And then and then once you get there, bro, it's like, yo, like, sometimes I don't even want to go to church because I just want to literally just, like, be with God. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it gets so deep. You know what I'm saying? It's just levels to it. But right now, wherever you're at, you know what I'm saying, you got to just be willing to, you know what I'm saying, take that step into the next level but that step is going to require hard work you know what i'm saying you're, you're it's brick by brick you know what i'm saying you gotta lay one brick boom step up another brick boom step it's a it's a constant grind it's a steady grind you know what i'm saying but i don't know where i don't know where chris was going with that i just got kind of lost in the sauce you feel me shout out holy spirit nah you just started talking so i was like damn let me give him the mic real quick because <laughs> but i was gonna say we really need to get three mics you can't hear nothing, bro. Like, if someone else is talking, they're not, but it, it is what it is. We got the basers. We, that's, that's, the, that's who we got listening, bro. And then, like, a few, like, we actually got some pretty lit people, bro, that listen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, that's literally, like, I was going to say, like, basically the same thing Wally's saying is, like, it's, like, a lot of, I don't know. Because I've talked about it before with a lot of people, and it's, like, what I've been told is, like, you shouldn't be judging these, right, these pastors. And, and it's even, like, you know, I, I got to be honest with my own self. Is like, if I really am honest with myself, I believe, like, the Jerry Flowers of the world and, like, Mike Todd. And Jerry Flowers ain't even that big, is he? Oh, he's up there? You know, but, like, I don't think that they ever necessarily, but he don't be on all that uh, court side, yeah, okay, but Mike taught me on that, but that, so anyway, like, I, I, like, the thing that I've, like, got to is just, like, you know, if I were given the exact same situation that Mike Todd was put in, it's, like, I truly believe that, like, starting out, it's, like, these guys probably really were locked in, that the intention was never, like, dang, I'm gonna be courtside, you know what I'm saying, like, but it's, like, pride, ego, all of the normal stuff that the human desires right like is the same thing that like a person like them desires and i'm so quick to be like because they're a leader you know what i'm saying like i'm so quick to be like dang like he's he's got all this money and he's not donating to the poor right he's just like sitting courtside with steph curry like that's crazy you know but it's like dang if i'm in the same situation i'm probably doing the same thing but this is way off topic and nothing about what i wanted to talk about i just want to make that point like but really like how he was saying like uh you know, like, if, I don't know, going all the way back, like, to way before all of this nonsense started, but how he was talking about, like, God can put it on your heart that it's, like, go tell that person, like, um, you know, that he, lo- like, God loves you, right, or, like, God will put it on your heart to go, right, random people, like, just to go to evangelize to him, you know, and I've heard stories of, like, that going terribly wrong, um, which is fire, right, because it's literally, like, it is still God, right, telling you to do that, it's just, like, God just needs you to be one of like this lady told me that it's it's a it takes a average of seven times for someone to hear the gospel before they actually start some type of journey, right? But you sometimes that's what you are is you're just like the the right like because I heard a story Francis actually is like he was he had one of his students was like in a in a Starbucks and he said God was putting on his heart to go talk to this person and. He said, do you know Jesus Christ to this person? The person's like, I don't want to hear nothing about that. Get away from me. He said he tried it again. Tried it a third time. And the guy was like, dude, like, 
he's like getting upset and then he said he eventually stopped walked away but it's like so sometimes that's the reaction i've also heard i got my own personal story of this and then i got like uh one i've heard which the one i heard was way more fire the story is that the guy he's driving down the road he said he was like brand new in his faith and like just something that he knew that he was supposed to be doing was you know talking to people about christ and he said that he was sitting in his car and he was praying to god and on the side of the road there's a hitchhiker and he said like brand new in his journey he says he like swerves over like because god put it on his heart like you know to to talk to this person he picks up the hitchhiker which is crazy dude i'm never ever picking up a hitchhiker it would literally take an act of god for me to pick up a hitchhiker that's crazy but he says he slides over picks up the hitchhiker hitchhiker gets into his car and he says, have you heard about Jesus Christ? And the hitchhiker says, that's so crazy because I just said a prayer to God. I said, if if you are real, send me one of your followers. And bam, that's the dude who just pulls up on him. Like, And so it's things like that. I have another story, but I won't even go into it. But it's things like that where it's like, you know, I just need to be locked in spiritually with God, right? Like, I just need to be praying. I need to be faithful. I need to be adoring that that relationship. And then God just puts it on you know god's gonna do that work where he puts it on my heart to go talk to that person or whatever it is and you know i had a dude tell me he's like god has to prepare somebody's heart for right them to be entered you know so it's like god knows your whole life and he's gonna give you a bunch of opportunities for him to come in you know for you to have an opportunity to accept him right so like you go through all these life situations and stuff and you will have followers like continuously be put into your life and you might not get it on the first or the second or the third, but eventually, you know, God, what he's trying to do is to prepare your heart to where it's open up to it. And it's like, it's like my job as a follower, right? Because God did do that with me, right? Where he eventually got my heart tender enough to where he could actually pierce through it, you know? Um, and it's like, he's doing that with other people too. I like too, cause he's talking about love, man. And, uh, dude, love is like super easy to talk about. And like, we love reading about it. And, um, you know, I don't know, it's, it's really difficult, like, I don't know, I'd say for me, my, like, relationship is difficult, um, to really, I don't know, feel like, dang, like, it's hard for me to believe sometimes that people love me, and so it's, like, it's even crazier to think that the God who created me loves me, you know, and it's, like, you get in your head sometimes where it's, like, I feel the need to work for, like, the love of people, and then I have that same, I get that same thing with God where it's like for God to love me, like I'm going to have to do something to get that love. Right. Where it's like all you hear about all the time is like it's all about faith. Right. It's like you need you just got to have the faith. And so it's like, dude, like I'll go crazy, like in the gym, like working, like how I was talking last week, dude, is literally what it is, is like all of like and it just kind of came up and it snuck up on me. But it's like literally all my scripture reading, all my prayer life was because I'm like you know, I want, I want God to know that I love him, but I also want to receive his love. And I do get in that point where it's like, dang, I feel like I need to work for it, you know? And then even going into like, it just creates a messy situation because like what I need to be preaching to people is that God loves you regardless of whatever you've done. And so it's like, if I have that, you know, engraved somewhere in my brain, it's like, I need to that needs to be worked on before, like, I mean, obviously still, like, you still talk to people about God, I still know what the truth is, it's just, it's weird, dude, it's weird how I could look at, like, Wally's life, and I could be like, he could tell me something about his, his situation, his faith, I could be like, 
I know the truth, you know what I mean? Like, it's in my brain, but it's, like, in my own personal life, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's a lot different. But I'm crazy, man. Like, I'm, I'm just crazy, dude. But I was that was fire, dude. It's, it's, it's been a fire podcast. It's another. It's going to be freestyle part four, to be honest, because we ain't talk about nothing we said we were going to talk about. But that's still it, dog. It's how you know the Holy Spirit really in here, you know what I'm saying? No, there was, there was so many ways that I wanted to run with what you just said that's, like, overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? There's so that's many so there's so many different roads I could run. There's so many roads I could run down right now, but just the main thing that keeps, like, popping up in my head is from First John. Um, and it says, like, if our hearts condemn us, you know what I'm saying, we got to realize, like, God's greater than our heart. And that condemnation is us telling ourselves like we're not good enough we're not worthy we're never going to deserve it we're too messed up we're too far gone that's the condemnation and that's what the devil wants us to be in because that's going to keep us from taking that step of faith of like chris was saying like it's hard to to believe that like god really loves me you know what i'm saying because we're so focused on what we've done and where we've been but then it, it goes to say like if we don't be, if we don't believe that condemnation, you know, our heart is with God and our confidence is in God and we're walking in the freedom he's given us. You know what I'm saying? So we got to choose that freedom. We can't just, you know, be be it's the one foot in, one foot out thing. It's never going to work if part of you is condemned, but part of you is also trying to be free. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's never it's never going to work. You know what I'm saying? We got to choose that freedom every day and realize that the condemnation is not of God. The condemnation like is is gone. The minute Jesus came, he he wiped us clean, you know what I'm saying? We were made new instantly by the blood of Jesus. We just got to receive it. And when we choose that that freedom, when we choose to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus, bro, those doors start opening, you know what I'm saying? But it's that it's that humble beginning that it takes, you know, cuz like we're talking about these these pastors earlier, like we just see them now. You know what I'm saying? We just see the platform that they have now. But think about it, like they all started somewhere. Even even pastors, bro. A lot of pastors have a, a tough upbringing. You know what I'm saying? Like their testimony super fire, because it's like it's a lot easier to love God when you're just super down bad. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot easier to seek out God when you have no other no other way to go. And so like unfortunately, that's what it takes a lot of us. And so we gotta. We got to appreciate and value their testimony, too, you know, because I'm sure Mike, like you can you, you can actually listen to his sermons. And Mike Todd wasn't always dumb rich. You know what I'm saying? He actually grew up broke. You know what I'm saying? Like he had no money. His parents were trying to start a church and they had like 13 people in it. You know what I'm saying? Even if there's 13 people giving their 10 percent, bro, you're not really working with a lot of money. You know, so it probably was a struggle to him now having bought a whole arena that he hosts a, a regular church service in every single weekend, bro. That's something only God can do, you know, and that that is the fruits of his labor. You know, like we can't knock him because he, he'd be rocking that Gucci, you know what I'm saying, on stage and got a bigger Cuban link than me. That's just me hating on him, you know what I'm saying? That's all pride. That's all jealousy, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I wish, bro. I wish I was that, you know what I'm saying? I wish I could be a pastor who has a gym in his church and who sits courtside with Steph Curry. That's lit, you know what I'm saying? But that's not what God has called me to at this moment. Right now, we're at the beginning stage, you know what I'm saying? Me and Chris have been rocking with God for, like, less than two years, you know what I'm saying? And just the fact that we even get the, the honor and the privilege to do this podcast, you know what I'm saying? That's that's truly something that only God could do. You know, that's, that's the Holy Spirit moving in us and moving in our heart, you know what I'm saying? And just the, the humility it takes to truly reach people instantly brings me to my boy, 
his his Instagram, EI the King. If you want to give him a follow, he's super fire, bro. That boy, his his brand is is forever convict, cause he's bro. He's been in prison since he was a kid. You know what I'm saying? And he's just now out, and he instantly got to work. The minute he stepped out of those chains, you know what I'm saying? He started spreading the gospel, and I love the the idea of the forever convict, because he is not you know, ashamed of, of his past, you know, he glorifies God no matter where he's been or what he's done, you know what I'm saying, like, he, he's now starting movements, you know what I'm saying, to, to bring people that would never turn to God, he's, he's, he's opening that door, you know, the people that are in, in prison, you know what I'm saying, he deals with people that are doing life, that are doing big time, doing fed time, you know what I'm saying, and he's allowing, you know what I'm saying, the Holy Spirit to flow through him, he's being a vessel, you know, to where people that are hopeless by the ways of the world, by, you know what I'm saying, a person in the world will look at them and say, they're hopeless, bro, they might as well kill themselves. He's he's giving them the hope to keep living and to keep serving, to keep seeking that relationship, because even though their body is physically in chains, is physically in a prison, their mind and their spirit has received freedom. And the minute they leave this earth, they will go be at home with, the, with Jesus, you know what I'm saying? No matter if they murdered 50 people or whatever whatever the case may be you know what i'm saying they now have the ability to receive jesus because someone's humble servitude you know what i'm saying so that's what we're called to do we're called to step into that servant servant position bro that's what jesus did his whole time on earth he was serving you know what i'm saying so who are we to not serve we think we're better than jesus you know what i'm saying no we wouldn't be here without jesus we wouldn't have no shot at salvation without jesus so it's just like the last thing I wanted to read real quick was from uh, James, was from James 4, and it, it, it's titled Boasting About Tomorrow, and it's chapter 4, verse 13 till about 16, and it says, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why? Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow what is your life you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes instead you ought to say if it is the lord's will we will live and do this or that as it is you boast in your arrogant schemes all such boasting is evil if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it it is sin for them so it's like bro we don't know how much time we're working with we're literally just a mist one day our body's going to disappear it's going to evaporate you know what i'm saying it's going to be gone but we have today, we have right now. So if you're listening and you're feeling encouraged, you're feeling the spirit flow, step out boldly. You know what I'm saying? Step out for your faith, whatever that looks like. You know what I'm saying? Even that's just loving on somebody close to you. You don't got to walk up to every stranger and like shout, Jesus loves you at them. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're called to walk in, in attraction, not promotion. You know what I'm saying? We don't got to be wearing the the full fit that says, I love Jesus with the I love Jesus hat and a big cross necklace and, and a bunch of tattoos of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? our walk should show our faith you know what i'm saying not our appearance no one no one like it, it's not a outward thing it's an inward thing god doesn't look at our, our outward appearance he looks at our heart so make sure your heart's aligned with him and then he's going to use you however you see fit yo that's fire um dang there's so much i wanted to say because both of y'all hit some crazy crazy key points that like I think the major thing, though, is steward, right? Like, how do we steward what God has given us? Like, we see, like, you brought up Mike Todd today. Like, we see Mike Todd as who he is today. But what did he have to steward in order to get there? 
like when you hear how he got out of debt the 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 process that it took the disciplines that they took and at the same time like his ministry has given way over a couple million right and you're like yeah you know i definitely want to get to that i want to get to that point but on the back end of that like how am i stewarding just the small that i have right it might be big right to what i have right now is probably the biggest that god has ever given me right so how am i stewarding that our time how is how are we stewarding our time right are we stewarding the people that god has put in our lives like how are we stewarding them how are we taking care of them because if we're not taking care of the two three that god has given us you think he's going to give us a hundred you think he's going to give us a thousand you think he's going to give us a million no because we're not even taking care of the small that he's given us right but on the back end of that if we get to that that mindset of knowing like look tomorrow's not promised like you said right it's not promised so how do we steward the 24 that he's given us today like if we we wake up tomorrow hold on what time is it in 30 minutes we're still gonna be up right so we make it till tomorrow how are we stewarding what tomorrow looks like like and then on the back end of that like there are like if you're listening and you're like you know what i it's so easy to try to judge other Christians. Like there's Christians out there that judge Christians and that's the only reason why they go to church. Right. And I get it. Like you might have like, but that's how people get, you know, you be, you be amazed. You be amazed. Like people, people go, people go to church literally just to, to like, to be the, the gossip, right. To figure out what everybody else is doing and not, focusing on what god has has for them or god has for them to do like and that's the importance of the one is the obedience that's the pride too like people be in church super prideful like just looking at what another person has it's all visual aid right how a person shows up on social media how they show up when you but you don't know how they're living right you don't know what they're battling when they when they go home right nobody knows that unless you have that community and you build that community so like understand like that's why i always go back to when it comes down to to love right oh, everything always centers back in love but then the responsibility that we have when god is like when to understand the grace that god has given us like once we understand the grace that god has given us like it's easy to start to give that to other people and granted like I was the bad kid growing up. Like I know for like I've done some crazy things. I just was smart enough not to get caught. Right? Or blessed not to get caught, right? Like God made sure I wasn't caught. But I'm two or three decisions from not even being here. Right? So knowing that, it's easy to love the hard person. It's easy like like we we have the opportunity on Wednesdays right so it's easy to love that hard kid that that's walking through the door that doesn't want to be there right because I've been that kid I, I mean granted I've been kicked out of Sunday school I've been you named it I was that kid like I was in Sunday school writing rhymes in my bible like that's how I was in youth ministry when I was younger right so knowing that like how like I want to be what I didn't have. I didn't have that mentor that told me that God loved me. I didn't have that mentor that loved on me unconditionally. Right? I didn't have that person there and I was in church. And it's crazy and I'll tell you this like right now like one of the one of the pastors that was preaching at Passion, my dad was his youth pastor. 
like I remember him when he was in high school. Like I I was I was young. I was dumb young, but he I remember going to his house for Bible study and stuff. But I also remember what it was like as a kid. Like I'm like, "Oh, nothing that he preaches from the stage like when I listen to him, I'm like, yo, he's he's not lying. I've I've seen I I know that. I know that part of him. Like I've seen him do that. Like I've seen him in those stages. But one thing I can always say is like if I did have an example, it would have been him. Because everything that he stands on today is the things that he was standing on before. I watched I watched God put him in a position where he became a walk-on at a D1 school. And by his junior year was not only the chaplain, but was the captain. You know how hard that is, D1 basketball, to walk on and then within two three years later you're the captain and the chaplain that's nobody but god right so those are those examples it's like and i sometimes i'm look back and i'm like man what would my life have been if i was just all in on god from that time from that moment when i was younger but at the same time i don't have the same stories i don't have that same testimony now for the person that is not choosing God. I don't have that heart now for that for that person that had a rough life, right? That not only made bad decisions but struggled with what love was for them, right? Or can't fathom the fact that God loves them. Right? Because for somebody who never believe, who didn't believe in God, I mean not God, didn't believe in love, well technically, if I didn't believe in love, I didn't believe in God. So I didn't truly understand who God was. It wasn't until I started diving into the word when I was like, oh, snap, this is what love actually is. It's not all these things that the world is telling me that it is. So how can how do I become that mirror? Like, yo, I can love you and not in a perverted way. Like I could love you in a way that God loves me. So that way, because the Holy Spirit is loving me. So if the Holy Spirit is loving me and I'm being a reflection of God using the Holy Spirit to shower me with his love, then I can that shower, those sprinkles is going to go off to anybody else, any and everybody else. And they're going to see that because I'm like, why are you so happy? Because the joy of the Lord is literally my strength. Oh, you're down bad right now. Yes, I'm down bad right now. But you know what? I have life. God blessed me with time. That's what it is. Like, but, but, but that's the, but that's the beauty of it. Right. Cause if we get to the point where when we're going through stuff and people, and we're still on mission, we're still loving people unconditionally through our mess. And they're like, well, how do you handle that? Cause it's literally God. I can't get glory for anything that I've gone through. Me being here today is all God. Cause I can name so many instances where I probably would have not been here today because of my decisions and my choices would have led me somewhere completely different. But God, right? So God's love has got me so far to that point. That's why I try not to, when I do listen to pastors or I do listen to other preachers, like I get, I'm to that point now where I'm trying to challenge myself through the message. Like what areas do I need work in? So, yeah, in that moment, I'm not saying, oh, this message is so fire, such and such. This would be the best message for you. Like, nah, 
I gotta I gotta walk out of here with with so with challenges, right? Like I gotta challenge myself because in this area, am I really as good as I think I am in this area? Or do I really trust God in this area? Or am I trying to do it on my own? You know what I mean? So like that's kind of like the balance and struggle. And I know that's completely different off topic of what we were talking about, but like, yeah, like it's just, it's just that spark. Like from what you said, from what you said, it's just like, bro, like, nah, it's, it's, but that's how we're able to love those, that person. That's how we're able to go back and say, you know what? Like God loves you. I'm not going to sit here and force you to do it. I'm not going to force you because God didn't force me, but just know it's a very, very great opportunity. Doesn't mean it's going to be this. Doesn't mean it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows. Because it's not. There's going to be days where you're going to war. But I think that was the dopest thing like Pastor Alex said. He used to say before. He's like, the church is a hospital and it's also a training ground. So if you ever had surgery, surgery hurts. You're either going to be put to sleep during surgery or you're going to be up while you're while you're going through surgery but it still hurts the healing part might hurt a little bit but pain is weakness leaving the body (laughs) (laughs) but but that's but that's where it comes in and it's like in those moments how are we still trusting god how are we still leaning on god like when we're down bad when we're going through that's when we really, really lean on two things, God and community. But we have to pray for discernment that we have the right community around us. So that way the community is not kicking us down, but they're helping lifting us up. And that's when you're like, oh, I need to call da da da. Like, yo, I need to call Wally. Like our our group chat. Like we if any of us is down bad, yo, just send an emoji. You about to go through, just send an emoji. I you don't need to give me the full details. You need prayer. There's what, 15 of us in there? 15 of us at some, like you might get two or three at one, like one hour. And then two hours later, you might get three or four. And you might get a trickle effect. But to know that pretty much throughout the whole day, you have all these people that when they look at it, they know that that's a sign of prayer to pray for you. And then one or two, maybe three might reach out like, yo, you, you good? Right. And then now it's like it's not a so we can gossip. It's so that we, we can come together and pray. Right. Because when two or, or more are gathered in his name and he is present. Right. Like and then when you look at that's I think it's Thessalonians when he talks about the three strands, like nothing can break three strands. So imagine three of us right here in this room together, like right now. Yeah, bro. Like you said. Get out of here, Satan. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Bro. So, yeah. yeah. I think uh, we're about to wrap it up. You got more? All right, bro. I'll just do just really quick. Nah, that was, uh, I think, like a fire interlude. I definitely say, all I really want to say is, like, definitely can agree with uh, as far as being the bad kid. Uh, I did get caught a lot. To arrest, you know what I'm saying? Pushed through, made it out, but uh, got the charge. One of the charges got dropped. The other one got expunged, so we're Gucci. Amongst a lot of other things, um, I never really, honestly, 
I don't know. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. You never would have thought, like, the things that God can do with such a, you know, that thing that, that Ralph always says, you, you know, God doesn't call the qualified. He, he qualifies the called. Like, that's literally, I, I think that's the only reason God showed me so much grace is because he could really be glorified through it. Because uh, I think anyone who really knows me knows that it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's. And it's a lot of people that I meet like that, that God, that God literally like, dude, like it's a Wally's just like saying, I know Wally pretty well. Like, that's crazy that we're doing a podcast right now. Like that is so crazy on a Friday night. Like that's, we say that a lot, but it's like, it's cause it really is like such a, a God thing. I feel like, you know, like God really showed us a lot of grace and I don't know, like, I feel like it's like my mission to really make sure that it's like, so that he can be glorified for it. You know, and I don't know Ralph as well, but I believe it. If he said he got in trouble, you know, it seems like a common theme with the people that uh, I'm attracted to as far as like friendships go. But um, nah, definitely. I think this was a, a fire podcast, you know, and I know I said that, like, I feel the need to work for God's love, but uh, I definitely have experienced it in its fullness and um, it's unbelievable and I really do believe and I truly know that, you know, he does really love me and I don't have to work for it, that that was the job done on the cross. Uh, it's just like, you know, like anything, uh, it's, a, it's a constant, it's perseverance, really. It's like not every day is my best day. And when I'm weak and vulnerable, you know, it just seems that that's where things tend to lead to is like, you know, my not working hard enough for this, you know. And uh, it never feels good, dude. A faith, you know, it's like, it sounds really good, a faith-based, but it's like sometimes my ego and my pride are like, dang, I wish this was a works-based thing so then I could really, you know what I mean, put my will forward. But, you know, and he's, Rob is laughing, dude, but I mean, that's so real. Um, but thank God it's a faith-based because I'd burn in hell if it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> just keeping it a buck, dude. Uh, God is good, though. Well, this thing, this thing went on for a while. You can close out now. Yes, so, uh, yeah, no, just the last thing, bro, just whenever I, uh, you know, first started coming around, the whole God thing, you know, people used to tell me, like, you're never alone. God's always with you. And I just hated hearing that because it, it just sounded super corny to me, you know. I was like, no, I'm actually alone right now, bro. Like, actually, like, I'm, I'm actually alone right now, bro. No one is here with me, you know. But... All, bro, all jokes aside, he was there. You know what I'm saying? And he, he is here with you. You know, if you're feeling that, if you feel alone or you feel like, you know, just like all the chaos going on in your life is just the chickens coming home to roost. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's part of your story. It's part of your testimony, you know? So so keep seeking, you know, reach out for that that cloak and Jesus' blood will wash you clean will set you free, you know, as long as you, you choose it and you seek it and, and your heart's open to receiving it, you know? So just... Just focus on that love. Start with love. Start loving somebody. You know what I'm saying? Start lo start loving everybody. You know what I mean? Like like Ralph was saying, bro. God is love, and if you if you know God, then then you know love. If you're not loving nobody, you don't don't know God. So maybe uh, tighten up, or you will burn in hell. But <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Just a little little reality little reality check real quick, because it's uh, bro, it's a slippery slope. You know what I'm saying? The wrath of God is real. Like grace and grace, grace, grace and mercy, you know what I'm saying? 
but there's also the wrath. Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) But no, let's just pray out before we get too crazy tonight. So just close your eyes and bow your head. Dear God, we're just calling out your almighty, beautiful, wonderful name, God. We just love you. We praise you. We thank you, God. Lord, I pray the Holy Spirit would fill those that are listening, God. Lord, I pray they would digest what they heard tonight, God, and that it would be the motivation for them to step out into faith, Lord, to seek you harder. Lord, I pray that every single day, God, whoever is listening, you know, you would just continue to just knock at their door, God, that you would convict their hearts, Lord, and that the Holy Spirit would just push and pull them where you need them to be, God. Lord, I pray that they would have the confidence in, in you, Lord, to know that you would not put them in a place that, that you don't want them to be in, God. So, Lord, whether they're in, in suffering or they're in glory right now, whether they're in the, the mountaintop or the valley, Lord, I pray that they would keep faith, Lord. And if they don't have any faith, God, I pray that this would be the little kick in the butt they need, you know, to open up their heart and their mind to you, God, knowing that it's not all about us or what we think is best, God, but it is your good and perfect will, and your good and perfect will will always prevail on this earth as it does in heaven, God. Lord, I pray that they would stand on that, that they would stand firm in your name, God, that they would choose the the, the love, Lord, the, the grace and mercy you've shown us, God, and not choose the con- condemnation, God. Lord, I pray that, Lord, any time they get the darkness flowing in their head, God, they would rebuke it and choose you, God. Lord Jesus, I pray that just whoever's listening right now would know that they're not alone, that they have a God who is watching over them, who is who's right here with them, God, and they have access to you. It just takes that bold step, Lord. So I pray whoever is listening would take that step in confidence and in love, Lord. Allow us to love better. Allow us to live for you and to, to choose you on a daily basis, God. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. Almost forgot. Happy New Year!